Congratulations, Buttercup. It's a bull. Well, ladies and gentlemen, our, uh, our first dairy cow, Buttercup, had herself a bull. It was about a week and a half ago. I do apologize for not getting to the podcast until now, but yes, our beautiful, very first dairy cow had a bull. And the beauty of this is, is, uh, well, after this last weekend, he's no longer going to be a bull. Uh, the old coin purse is going to be falling off here in a little while. If you know what I mean. We put the band on. Um, Buttercup, yep. Uh, she was coming into birth. My wife knew exactly what was going on and when it was going on. She uh, saw how she was acting because my wife does. She doesn't just sit there and watch cows all day, but she definitely knows what her cows are up to, if that makes sense. She's a very busy woman. She works really hard on the homestead, and uh, she notices. She's a noticer of things. You know what I mean? You know that that uh, that sixth sense that ladies have, especially mothers, like my wife. She, uh, she's a knower of things, and she saw that Buttercup was definitely having, going to be having a calf. Um, I got the call at work. Uh, it, was, it was the middle of the day. And thank God my, uh, my wife, my daughter, and my mother-in-law were there to witness it. It was the very first time any of those folks have seen a calf be born. And... The beauty and splendor of it, and uh, mother nature of it, they got to witness every every last drop of it, and it was it was really nice. And it's we we are very proud to announce that Buttercup is a very good mother, and uh, we are very proud to announce that the calf is a strapping young lad, very healthy, and his name is August. But they don't call him that; we call him Augie, for short. And Augie is a bundle of fun. He's, he's having fun out there on the homestead. At about two days old is the first time he got lit up by an electric fence. He now knows what polyrope is. Very important lesson. Very important lesson in your homesteading. Um, letting the cows know what the fence is. So now for the rest of his life, polyrope is a barrier you do not go through, right? It's a learned experience, something you do not touch. So that's, it's good to know that he is um, respecting that, you know, and stays within the, within the borders of our property. Um, the other cattle, uh, let's see, uh, Blossom and Banjo. Banjo is our other steer. He's half Scots Highlander, half Angus. He's gonna be put to sleep here in the fall and we will make him into hamburger. Blossom is in full tilt in the middle of her lactation right now. So those two treat this calf wonderfully. Actually Blossom last night, I think she was playing with the calf, you know, running around and the calf was running around and they're having a good old time, a merry old time. And then 
just having this new little piece of life on the farm is pretty neat. Pretty neat. So, you know, I mean, what can I say? You you do all this work and, and you have all this stuff going on at home. And, you know, you're trying to get uh, milk-based customers. And, you, and you're, 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 we're definitely getting that. We have plenty of egg customers. And we're just trying to get stuff done around there. You know, and we're also starting to kind of amp up our, our efforts because winter is a few months away, you know. And once you get into early November, around here, you usually want your winter winterization of the homestead ready. Like, so you can, all you need to do is plug in your heated dishes and you're good to go. You know, come mid-November, it's time to get the homestead ready for winterization. It's time to, for that for all that to be done by mid-November. Um, I would venture to say even earlier, but you know, sometimes you just can't do that. It's getting to the end of August here, and we're already starting to make efforts for the winterization for of our farm. So you know, the cattle, they'll, their hair will start getting longer. Um, milking is going wonderfully. Um, Buttercup is, is wonderful uh, for the milking. You know, the first time we milked her, you know, we used a machine. My wife hand milked her for about a week. But right now, um, Buttercup is definitely doing well with the machine. Um, the calf is, is doing great. It's, it's getting plenty of milk to eat. Um, and and, you know, our other cow, Blossom, is an absolute poster child when it comes to milking. I mean, gosh, crazy how good she is. And, um, yeah, so things are going great with the adi- new addition on the homestead. Yeah, so this this last weekend, you know, we were discussing a few things. And, and you know, building and use of building is very important. You know, and having these buildings and the use of them is extremely important. So, here we are trying to figure out what we want to build and how we want to build it. And, you know, it all kind of started with this winterization of the chicken coop. And I thought, well, you know, I mean, if we can... I got this 10-foot grain bin. Now, it's 10 feet across and it's round. I really can't tell you the square footage of something like that without getting out a calculator, and I'm not going to do that right now because my calculator is the same thing I make a podcast on. But um, I made tons of perch in this 10-foot grain bin. And then what I did is we have like a, a kind of a brooder stall in the barn, okay? And that brooder stall... Um, I took all the chicks that we had in there, which is 17 of them, and I took them and put them in that grain bin. But I have two other coops full of chickens right now. Some of them young, some of them extremely old and not even laying anymore. But I've got two coops full. I got a bunch of roosters out of these two new hatches, which we're going to address that later. Uh, Probably about the time we butcher our Freedom Rangers here in November. But um, as of right now, plan A 
is to eventually, once it cools down, move all the chickens into the green bin. One place, one roof, one spot. Um, you know, and then we can add our, um, our heated water dishes in there, you know, get that going. Get our, uh, we've got plenty of perch in there. I made uh, three chicken ladders and then I put eight foot two by twos stretching across from chicken ladder to chicken ladder in several different spots. So I have well over a hundred feet of perch in there for what's going to be around, my guess around 45 layers. Now, this is after I send the henchmen after all the roosters here in November. So, we're kind of in limbo right now. Um, my wife is even addressing the idea of having any roosters whatsoever. Um, you know, she, she sees, you know, the chickens that we have and the skin mi missing off their back and just seeing that you you know you don't have beautiful hands when you when you do this you know what i mean when you have roosters on the property you don't have just pristinely beautiful hands you know so going into fall here it's it's really something to think about because let's be honest you can usually get a rooster from somebody you know what i mean and if you hatch out eggs, you're usually going to get 50% roosters, right? Or at least give or take a little. So, I mean, she's got a point to that. I'd, I'd really like to keep stud muffin around. I mean, he's a hell of a rooster. He's been good. The only problem is, is that his spurs are like damn near two inches long. He's freaking huge. And, well, you know, I mean, he's... He's quite the boy, and you know we certainly appreciate him. But you know, gosh, you just love having beautiful hands, and you want nice, fluffy, beautiful hands going around. So we'll see how this goes. And another thing is, is you know he's the dad to at least three quarters of the flock at this point, and you know it, it might be his time. You know, um, I know I've said. In, episodes previous that that he's he's got diplomatic immunity but uh you know going into winter all you're doing is feeding a rooster that is not going to give you anything and you know next year let's face it i unless i hatch for someone else i'm probably not hatching you know so that'll be that um yeah, but on the other side, on the flip side, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm excited that we have this green bin, and I'm excited that uh, we're going to have plenty of meat for the homestead. Um, even these old roosters and everything like that, you know, we can make soup, and we can make ex uh, what they call Instapot chicken. Uh, they say pressure cooker chicken is amazing, you know, especially the tougher roosters and stuff like that are actually really good out of an Instapot. I was kind of doing some reading about that on the internet the other day. And, uh, you know, if I, if I just skin them instead of pluck them, you know, I don't have to worry about so many pin feathers and stuff like that. 
and we might just get us some scun up chicken and just have a good old time with it and make it out of soup and broth and and uh, just have some healthy chicken you know i mean they're out on our farm eating the grasshoppers right now getting the bugs getting the getting all the good stuff getting you know plenty of grass and clover and and dandelions all that stuff they're they're eating up a storm right now out there so their meat should taste great and we're also kind of hoping that we can put milk in their diet i know for the meat birds we will definitely be putting milk in their diet but uh you know these these layers and stuff you know milk has definitely done the body good for them and uh with the oyster shells and everything else i, I think we're ending up with a really healthy flock here and it's been forever since i've found a dead chicken you know so going into fall um i'm excited to see that we're going to be getting a lot of chicken meat and i'm also excited to see that we got all these freedom rangers coming for our roasted and our uh, beer can chicken that we make on the grill we've been trying to do chicken once a week and i'm i'm down in the lower single digits as far as chickens in the freezer goes so i might start having to uh off some of these roof roosters uh, a little quicker than normal um, another big piece of news going into fall is we are getting a pig butchered. I think it's going to be into November. We bought that off somebody and they're actually taking it to a processor and everything will be all said and done and we're getting a hawk. Uh, we have a freezer in the garage. I'm excited about that. Um, plus banjo and then fingers crossed. A deer or three. That would be nice. Um, you know going into fall with all this stuff and and it's kind of tough for the family because falls falls a little harder on them not as and me a little bit um because it's when i do my my yearly hunting you know what i mean i'm not gone often but when i am gone it is for a span of time you know so i'm going to be gone in in late october for almost four days and then in the beginning of October, I, I'm uh, taking some kids hunting on a youth hunt, and I'll be gone there for three days. So there's definitely a commitment to hunting that I have this year. Um, but the homesteading and everything, I mean, we're, we're, we're really getting on track as far as our fall plans go. And with the addition of a second wood stove in the basement, you know, our house is heated. I've got, oh God, I bet you I have four or five cords of wood in our in our cow pasture right now, right in front of the house. And I gotta get that split this weekend, you know? So I'm also looking forward to getting that done. But you know, having your wood split, having your animals moved and having their housing taken care of, about the only thing I need to do right now is I got a little bit of interior work on the house to do and i got i mean there's obviously the barn uh winterization but that only takes about an hour um but th there's also um i gotta make a pig house but my wife has another idea one of our chicken coops that we have we just take the perches out and let the pigs stay in there for the winter which would be just fine you know put some hay in there that'd be just fine um and then i could build another uh little hut for the uh, boy boy pig you know so yeah 
yeah, definitely stuff to look forward to. But you know, this homesteading is not, it's not something that, that you ever get a break from. It's not something, there's always going to be things on the dock and there's always going to be things that you have to move forward to. To, in order to get yourself ready for the next thing, you know. And by expanding your operation gradually, the way we are, um, it, it's definitely something that you can sustain and obtain. You know what I mean? You, it, it's doable. You know, and it will not, um, it will not overwhelm you. You know, the ones that grow too fast, they just get overwhelmed too fast, and then they shit the bed, and then they just leave, leave the idea of this homesteading and 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 they don't do it anymore and and can you blame them you, you can't blame them, you know um and but but we've i think we've been doing a very good job of very slowly growing um it was a little bit of a shock to our system here last week having the calf and having two cows in milk uh milking twice a day that milking once a day versus twice a day is a game changer if um, you know if you're if you're into the dairy right now in in your homestead and you are milking twice a day, God bless you. It's totally awesome. If you like doing that, it's great. My wife moved down to once a day morning milking, and lordy, 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 it is probably the single-handedly best decision that I've ever seen her make. It's a totally different lifestyle. And I'll say that again. Milking once a day is a completely different lifestyle than milking twice a day. So, something to think about. And it gives us a heck of a lot of time in the afternoons and evenings to do other things. And accomplish other stuff. And actually develop our relationship as a husband and wife. You know? Think about all that stuff you do and think of all the stuff you... you you're, your, you know, your, the way your life is and everything, you know, and think about what that could do for you. But anyway, I suppose I better get rocking. I got, oh, I got stuff to do today. But um, yeah, I really appreciate all you awesome listeners out there. Um, going into this fall, you know, we're having a really good uh, go at it so far. You know, we're getting a lot of things done and just. Every little bit you accomplish just makes you feel a little bit better. But you know, of course there's gonna be stuff that comes up and it just hits you, it blindsides you and hits you all at once. That's just life. And it is what it is. Anyway, thank you for tuning in today. God bless you. And I will talk to you later. If you wanna connect, Ziggy underscore 519 at yahoo.com. Alrighty then. Anyway, have a good one.